System uploading. System uploading. Select your adventure. You have selected. Keep League West. File name. Balthazar's last trick. You're listening to Keep League West. Brought to you by the Weekly Geekly. System ready. Three, two, one. Enjoy. What is up, my dice chuckies and my charisma flunkies, my gold questers and DM testers? My name is Cypher, and I will be your guide on the world of the Weekly Geekly's new Dungeons and Dragons quest titled Geekly Quest Balthazar's Last Trick. A new way of experiencing role playing. This adventure stars four unique players, ranging in ability, experience, and gameplay preferences, each with their own experiences and creative problem-solving skills. But enough talking about it, let's meet our four fighters, better known as the Reality Rogues. A team headed by Balthazar the Terrible, a dragonborn fighter of ruthlessness and skill who formed this team to jump through different realities and steal as much as they could. Uh, the first on his team is Rawhead Rex, a cowboy out of time searching for gold and glory. Rawhead Rex is known for his cool composure, yet quickness to the steel. Next on the roster is Aceling the Tiefling Bard. A witty circus performer constantly on the run from her troubled past, Aisling is better known as a charmer and performer of sorts. Basabas is the third member of our team, a half-vampire hunter who's more of an explorer and intellectual, believing that all other races are inferior to the overlord vampires. And lastly, Kriv. The newest member of the Reality Rogues, and also Balthazar's younger cousin. Kriv was part of a Knights Templar-type army, if you say, uh, and decided one day that wasn't what he wanted to do, so he got the fuck out of there and joined the Reality Rogues. He's believed to be their moral compass, but no one really listens to him. Rawhead Rex is played by Benito Garcia of Wetwork Special Effects, Go RPGs, and a close friend of the Weekly Geekly. Aceling is played by our own Jay of the Weekly Geekly and Janic Photography. Basabas, uh, the, the half-vampire, kind of a jerk, <laughs> is played by Zach of uh, the Weekly Geekly. And uh, the new guy, Kriv, is played by our good friend Lloyd Kusurik. And you'll uh, hear him on the next episode, which is going to be our Star Wars uh, kind of Mandalorian review. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm your DM, Mikey Colchine. Uh, let's strap in and have some good times. You. Throughout this recording, you may hear some sounds that could be considered disturbing, but pay them no mind. <laughs> it's all part of the fun. Now let's get ready for the first edition of Geekly Quest, Balthazar's last. Cypress protocol activated. Cypher has overheard an active response to Jones. Warning. Augmented context disrupted. Continue with your own. Alright, when we last left our adventurers, a four-part team, better known as the Brotherhood of Balthazar, although that's the unofficial name, um, we'll call them the Reality Rogues. Um, but, uh, a team known for time heists across different dimensions and times and parallel universes has returned back to their ship in space, only to learn that their captain and leader, Balthazar the Terrible, has gone missing. Is he dead? Some people seem to think so. Did he retire? Some of us believe that, but we we don't quite know where he's at right now, and that's the main issue. Um, upon hearing that, they were instructed to play a message left by Balthazar. What's up, assholes? If I've been uh, declared dead, you should probably play this message. Uh, uh, sorry. Too much unicorn shit. Fuck, oh, fuck. Mm. Anyway, if I'm dead, I want you to know that I've been skimming a lot off the top. I'm sorry. Um, you've only gotten about 10% of what we've collected over the years, so if for everyone's safety, I hit it. Um, yeah, just follow these instructions that this cyborg gnome's supposed to give you. Uh, hopefully, it hasn't broken down by yet. Uh, peace out. In the, in the unlikely case of his death, 
He has hidden about 90% of the team's wares and treasure somewhere secret in order to keep it safe. And so when you guys decide to retire, you got a shit ton of money. So he's kind of given you a couple clues, uh, left you in the dark a little bit as to what's going on. But you know that you kind of have to follow the clues if you want to get to the supposed treasure. Um, Skimbar, who is our cyborg gnome uh, in the ship and also kind of our man in the chair, has fitted you with locator and translator um, options on these Cyberlink bracelets that you guys have. These Cyberlink bracelets are also useful to tell you any information that is known on the area you're in, any notes Balthazar took down about the social climate, um, the actual climate, any anything in the area. You know a little bit about where you're at. You landed through a portal in Hell's Grove, which is a very Tortuga-esque pirate shanty kind of town. All different races, religions, uh, different groups. Very, very uh, crappy kind of town though, like a lot of crime. Um, you guys did a little investigating around here, uh, went up to the Thieves Guild, got distracted talking to a couple junkies, um, then decided to make your way to a bar after hearing a rumor of some Zamanthium. As you guys walk into this bar, it's kind of like the worst of the worst, or it seems like it would be, from what you guys have gathered on your adventures of different like slummy gang hangouts and like bounty hunter areas. Uh, it doesn't seem like a nice crowd. There's like cyborg guys in the corner like trading parts to people, um, people with mutant abilities, there's different monsters walking around, aliens. Um, one of the bartenders is a Medusa, but they cut her eyes out and like just put something over her face so she can't do anything to anybody and she's like chained up. They literally put a paper sack over her face. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> so she can't, they just cut her eyes out and no, they thought it was funny. Sake. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Which is a crystal that gets you to portal places. Um, you talked to a man for a while in the bar. He was of no help when he saw that you were with Basabas, the half vampire, for this bar has had negative experiences with vampires in the past. He, he kind of brings you in closer and like shoes away the bartender and says, listen, we don't say Zamanthium out loud. There's a lot of people in this town that want that for its obvious abilities. People are willing to die over it. So if you want to talk about it, time and place, but not here. That's all I want to talk about. <laughs> well, you seem pretty rough, stranger. Where are you from? Doesn't matter. It matters if we're talking the big Z. From Texas. Texas. Hmm. Sounds like a lie. I will. Uh, I will like slowly lay my spear down, like in the in the middle of the conversation, to kind of like get his attention. Whoa, man! I don't want any trouble from vampires. Yeah, I see you. Where he is from is of no importance. What matters is where do we get Zamantium? Um, if you want Zamantium, you need to check with the Thieves Guild, man. They're the only people I know that could steal stuff like that. They're right next door, by the way. Like, not in my bar. Why Thank did you, you bring them here? Come on, fuck. Ah, I'm so stupid. Thank you. All right, I will well. walk away. Yeah, me too. With my spurs, <laughs> ching, ching, As you walk away, you hear I have my chainmail on, so it has that little ching. <laughs> As you walk out of the bar, um, everyone starts, like, kind of, like, spitting in your direction and talking about you, and you can tell it's about you. Mm -hmm. um, not even without a perception roll. Um, <laughs> they don't like the way you guys look. They're kind of just, like, mm, they seem a little too powerful to, like, hang out around here. We have abilities, but you guys, like, can they can obviously tell that you guys have gone through shit. I steal someone's beer with my tail on my way out. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, That's right. Roll a dexterity check. All right. Um, <laughs> plus what? Uh, 15 plus 2, 17. All right, so um, as you steal it, the guy holds on to the beer because your tail does it. As you're walking away, not even looking at mm -hmm. him, you do it with your tail, and you drag him over... Uh, like the bench he's sitting on and like hit his jaw and he lets go and everyone's just kind of like <gasps> and then they like go back to talking <laughs> like no one really cares put it back on a different table <laughs> badass <laughs> that's pretty badass you guys are walking out and as you're walking out you hear the bartender kind of pull in the monkey faced guy and like essentially just scorn him for bringing you in there uh, they really don't like vampires in that bar because they've had a lot of trouble 
um, from local vampires. Um, you can just kind of sense this. You know, they've got like bad experiences. Maybe the vampires they were in tune with weren't good vampires. They didn't know like you or anything like that because you're not a bad vampire per se that we know of. Good and evil is uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lower races construct. It's a construct. Yeah, yeah. Vampires don't believe in that. But uh, yeah. I'm like, can it, I can I spin around in the doorway? Yeah, I'll spin around the doorway and pull my gun out. Level it on the level it on the Medusa. As you do, the dogs are barking uh, in the bar. <laughs> I'll level it on on the Medusa and say, "Good, bad. He's with us." <laughs> Ooh, the Medusa uh, lets wow, out wow. lets out a mighty hiss <laughs> and uh, kind of starts gyrating and doing like a belly dance. And just goes, <laughs> I'm gonna pull the trigger. Like come here, and, and, and you shoot, you shoot to. Uh, Kill? Yeah. You're trying to kill the Medusa? I leveled it at her head. Alright, man. Uh, I need you to roll the attack roll for that. You got a number in your head for a armor class? Yeah. 20. Dirty 20. Alright, roll for damage. I just want to see how ex the extent of this will go. Kind of make a, make a presence. Yeah. You can make a mess or you can make it known. Nine. Okay, so <laughs> not only does it go straight through her <laughs> eyes that aren't there, but her head blows up and the snakes are still alive and they go all over the people that are at the bar <laughs> and they're all just yelling and screaming and fucking freaking out and all of the people like at the bar have mixed reactions. Some of them are laughing and they're like, fuck yeah, these guys are awesome. And some people are like enraged and want to fight you and they're like throwing shit at you. And then some people are fighting those people. Like you've caused a <laughs> stir at this local bar in like literally two minutes. Can I go? Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like my weapon. Because they've seen guns before and some people have guns but they haven't seen a gun like yours before, and most of the big-ass guns they have, they still can't fucking aim them right here. Everyone's pretty upset as you guys move into the square, the center of the small town in Hell's Grove, the sun sets. And as the sun sets, a slow fog rolls in. And as you are moving, you're, you're noticing that the traffic hasn't really died down at all. There's still a lot of people out. I'd like to know that not everyone is upset. I silently, Osaba <laughs> silently holds his fist out towards Rex for fist bump. Fist bumps him, yeah, he's like, that was a great shot, bro. <laughs> so as you guys are moving out into the square, you notice that the bar opposite of you, caddy corner from where you were exiting, is primarily an orc bar. You see the letters THC carved above the door. As you move into the square, more characters come by. The Thieves' Guild kind of lightens out. There's no more of those junkies in front of the door. It looks like they might actually be there right now. So I will leave it in the hands of the trusty companions. What would you guys like to do? You want to check out some shops, go confront some people, go back to the Thieves' Guild. There's plenty of options here. Denmar? D-E-N? Yep, Tavern Denmar. That was the tavern you just came from. Okay, thank you. No worries. <clears throat> I would like to attempt to go to the Thieves Guild. I'm gonna walk on up to the Thieves Guild. I am. Cool. Yeah. What was our uh, what was our clue again? The one that the yeah, clue that Balthazar left for yeah. you was when the sun meets the cracked okay. edge, you will see the way. The beast will bow. Okay. That is all you got from Balthazar. That the message of his impending doom, your fortune, and the drop to Hell's Grove. Um. And the uh, the information that we got out of the tavern was pretty much nil, right? Like yeah, we you were on your way like to finding out where some Samanthium was. Okay. But in imposing your intimidation, you actually kind of made things worse. So right now, you guys aren't very seen in a good light in that area of Hell's Grove. So uh, Aisling is going to move towards the Thieves Guild. Anybody else want to go with, or are we all staying here? Um, what are we thinking? Kurt is going to follow. You're going to follow down. Everyone kind of want to go to the Thieves Guild then? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Percept the uh, orcs hanging out over at the bar. Okay. Um, I'll go with it. Kind of do like a, well, just like across the street. Uh, you don't like want to move that far. Oh, I was just going <laughs> to sit on like the edge of the stage. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I assume that there's like other people in this square other than literally just us. Okay. Um, yeah, it's kind of crowded. Those are just the characters that are sticking out to gotcha. you. Gotcha. Everyone, it, there's probably about 50 people shuffling through the square. The square is maybe 
oh, 80 feet in diameter. Okay. Um, so, let's see. Rawhide Rex is kind of moving up to the statue as uh, Basabas is checking out the orcs and trying to see what he can see. Um, one time, what's your perception? Doing bonus? kind of a, a threat assessment, really. Yeah. Um, it would be a, uh, you get a plus two. Okay. So, you notice the orcs take notice of you. Um, the one on the motorcycle in the middle of the three is kind of at the corner of the building, and he's giving you, like, a slow snarl, kind of sniffing in the air, not, not liking what he smells. Um, as he does that, he signals to a couple goblins. They run right in the bar. You don't quite know what's going on, but you see, like, a sense of urgency. I'll do the same thing. I'll just, I'll just be on the ready. Call me whittling a stick. <laughs> You're just gonna like, but just watch guard. It. Yeah, yeah. Kind of keep your concentration on the orcs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so Aceling and Curve are now probably about fifty feet towards the docks, um, right at the Thieves Guild. Did you guys want to go in there? What were you thinking? I will investigate the area. I want to know if anyone is in the hallway of the Thieves Guild or in the entrance. Okay. If there's any. Thing on any of the walls, okay. like symbols that maybe I'll recognize. Cool. Before they get too far away, I, I do want to. I just wanted to scope them out and get a feel. Mm. Uh, I want to try to make some eye contact with Rex, and then uh, just turn around and, and follow them to the thieves guild. Okay. So you guys kind of notice there's not much going on. It's mm -hmm. probably just a place you shouldn't hang around for too long. Yeah. You guys start making your way over to the thieves guild. As you're all approaching, you Wait, see. Wait, I'm going over there too. Oh, uh, that's. I'm sorry. Did you want to go I, with him, or are you staying there? I'm just there? giving you that nod of like, "Hey, I'm going back here." Yeah. And then I. You gave me the thing. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> you gave me the thing. All right. I'm fine. I don't know if you're giving me the eye to stay here because you're going. Which, but I, which eye are you giving moves, me? <laughs> Basavas moves in mysterious ways. You might. Uh, you might not have understood <laughs> no, no, what no, he was I, doing. I totally perceive what you're doing. I'll go <laughs> cool. with you. All right. So you kind of get the idea that he's moving back. You guys are moving towards the thieves guild. As you do, you see two cloaked, hooded, somewhat electronic-looking figures, like half-man, half-machine, kind of skulking in the corner and taking notice of you. Um, they don't seem to be a threat right now, but you can tell that it's, some, it's something you've never seen before, and it kind of scares you a little bit. Um, as you walk over... Joke's on you, <laughs> As you walk over to Curvin Aisling, the fearless bard, you see her examining the ground, looking for traps, and kind of looking at the building and assessing the threat before she walks in, you see what looks to be a very, very long church. It looks like there may be a couple um, floors. You see some windows at the top and a spire at the top. Um, there's no more of the kind of junkyish characters that Curve was talking to the other night in front of the door, and there are two candles lit on each side of the front door. I will go inside. I'm gonna move up. Okay, so as you walk in, um, Curve follows you. Looks like that's what he's wanting to do. Um, the door is locked. I use sleight of hand mm -hmm. to pick the lock. Okay, that's your bonus here. Plus four. Okay, the lock starts to budge, but not going that far. I'm gonna knock. You're gonna knock on it? Yeah. Okay. Can I intimidate the door? You wanna intimidate the door? <laughs> I'm just joking. Well, <laughs> all right. You're I gonna mean, knock on the you, door. Go ahead. Yeah, like I'm gonna knock like really loud. Use like my strength to like show knock. me your knock. Uh, uh, this is Curve. Uh, is anybody <laughs> there? In in the. Uh, and then I'm gonna like I'm gonna I'm knocking. All right. Uh, <laughs> boom! 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 <laughs> like I echo because I'm using like a lot of strength. I don't know yeah. how well it echoes. Yeah, but. you hear a lot of glass, kind of like move like almost as if an earthquake um a couple sounds of smaller lighter creatures you can tell scurrying in the darkness um as one comes to the door a little slot opens up and you see two red eyes glaring right at you but you can tell that like this creature shouldn't be that tall like maybe they're standing on some boxes to get goblin to on a box could be yeah um <laughs> three gnomes in a raincoat <laughs> <laughs> as he opens up with his eyes in a box. you see no mouth moving and his eyes are darting around. He takes notice of the two guys coming up as the door is getting answered. Um, as he opens, he says, What do you want? I would like to persuade him to open the door, please. Okay. <laughs> Plus seven. 
He takes notice of Aisling and uh, admires her shape, <laughs> as we'll put it. Um, he, he takes a look and says, I blow him a kiss. I like tieflings. <laughs> you guys want to help us out a little bit? And as he says that, you hear like 50 different <laughs> behind him. Why do you think I'm here? He opens up the steel door and it swings open super fast, almost seemingly making no noise. You guys walk in and you see a complete dark room as the figure has disappeared. There's nothing in the room. From what it appears, it's pitch black dark. Now I'm um, assuming you're all kind of entering in together. Does my dark vision allow for anything? Yeah. Do I have dark vision on I believe you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're half okay, vampire. No, I have night vision. Stands yeah. a reason. I have night vision. Okay. So your your night vision allows you to see that there are probably five or ten small creatures Which, scurrying in the dark. Yes, I understand. It's technically different from dark vision. Is not the same as night vision. <laughs> I understand that? It's not night. Internet. It's dark. Get off we my get ass. <laughs> so you see uh, about five or six different small hairy about mid-level humanoids running through the darkness, mm -hmm. and as they are, they continue to laugh. Um, they're hiding behind beams, kind of waiting for you to enter this room a little more solidly. I enter the room. All right. Aisling <laughs> jumps in the middle of the room. I fire up a torch, because I can't see where the shit. Good idea. Fire up a torch so that I can see. All right. I'm just going to hold eyes ready, like ready for it. Kurt's just watching the door, like, all right, this could go south at any minute. Cool. As you light up the torch, Rawhide Rex, uh, you see a bunch of candles around the diameter of the room. Um, as you light up your torch, they all light up. <laughs> next one, next one, next one. As they all light up, you see at the end of the building, there's an altar. This altar has a snake-type being at the head of it, but you can't really tell much about it. There is a hooded, cloaked figure standing facing you under the altar with red eyes, kind of waving you in his direction. He's about 25 feet ahead of you. I wanna approach him. You're gonna approach him? You guys all wanna walk up to the creepy old dude? Um, yeah, I'm gonna ready an action. Just be ready to like stab out with my spear. If okay. Somebody wants to come at us from like an obtuse angle. Okay. This is the thieves guild. These fuckers Could play games. Yeah, 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 totally. I stay behind the group. I do not approach him. <clears throat> I okay. want to keep an eye on the little munchkin things that are running around. Running around. Okay, cool. And Rex? I'll stay back with you, little lady. Mm. With my hand on my gun. There you go. Captain <laughs> So as you guys are hanging in the back, you notice that on the rafters from where you can see there are more and more creatures kind of gathering and you can't quite tell where they're coming from but you see more and more shadows filling the rafters and all kind of exuding the same <laughs> um, as you as these two guys kind of move forward as curve is the first one to move to the altar uh, the figure takes off his cloak and you see what looks to be a battle scarred knoll which is pretty much like a hyena person. Um, you, you, it stands to reason that most of these characters are probably the same because they're all kind of laughing. Um, the character turns to you and says, So, you want to help us with some work from what I've heard? I'm going to look back at them and I'm going to say, uh, Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I heard you guys were looking for work. It's been told in town that you are in search of Zamenthium. Would I be correct? Yeah. I want to speak to your leader, not a new guy. Oh, shit. We don't have a leader? We hadn't picked one yet. <laughs> <laughs> the team looks puzzled, as they don't remember electing a new leader. I say we do send the vampire up there. He's more suave. <laughs> Way more suave. <laughs> I'll step forward. I, I don't give Boz a choice, and I push yeah. him. Yeah, everyone just kind of pushes Asabas <laughs> into the middle of the room as he's like uncomfortably trying to gain confidence. I'll, I'll... Leaders are such a base idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why, hello, Dark One. So, I hear you are in search of Zamanthium shards. Yes. All right. Well, I've got a couple different places where you could acquire them, but first, 
We will ask you to do two tasks to earn our favor. Um, can I make a... Can I make a, a roll? I'm trying to smell this guy. He's a gnoll, right? Yeah, you want like, yeah, to like another to, perception there? What, what kind of scent has he given off? Okay. I, I don't think that my half vampire has like astronomically, like notably better smell, but I would imagine that he's got a slightly heightened yeah. observation of totally. scents. Yeah. Um, so let's see. You can smell something that kind of, it's the smell of death, but it's mixed with something much more potent. Uh, not necessarily a good smell or a bad smell, more of a, uh, like a otherworldly, unfamiliar, maybe not human smell, and you're like, hmm, that's confusing for a knoll. Mm. So it's not just urine matted fur. Got no, <laughs> not just piss and shit. <laughs> They're actually quite civilized. So Yeah, well, that's what they say. Okay. <laughs> of course. All right. I will, uh, Basabas will stand silently, waiting for him to finish speaking. Okay. For these two tasks, we will ask you to acquire something from us. Do you accept? What would you have us acquire? The first task is we ask you to sneak into the bar known as the Thunderhead Clan. We want their marker, but we do not want death. If you can kill no orc in the process of stealing their marker, we will give you many riches. But upon every death, there will be a consequence. That's easy. What's the next one? The next one is a terrible feat. I sound like Puss in Boots the more I do this. <laughs> <laughs> like um, evil Antonio Banderas. Yes. <laughs> the next quest, you must venture into the dark woods and find the traitor known as Lamarck. He is a grave scoundrel and has tricked us out of many riches, and we want his head. So you're saying bring his head? Yes. Or like, do you want all of him, or you literally, like, literally are saying you just only want, want his head? just want his head. All right, which one? He's a fucking traitor. What do we do with the Lamarck. rest of it? I, I know, which head? <laughs> Both of them. All right. Died together with his intestines. As you, uh, as you asked that, um, a lot of the hyenas thought that was funny. So you just hear a bunch of cackling from above. Like, these guys laugh at dad jokes and shit. They're not, like, generally in control of their laughter. Um, a quick side note that has just popped up on your little cyberlink bracelets mm -hmm. is a note from Balthazar in this area, which says that the Thieves' Guild is excellent at what they do. Their only weakness is a laugh. Which That's is kind of implying that these guys are great at sneaking up on people, unless you're aware that they're sneaking up and you crack a joke and you can instantly tell how many of them are around. Right, right. So, like, they're kind of the best, worst assassins. Um, so, uh, as you guys listen to these tales, you see him kind of wait for an answer from you. Well, Zamantium, do you want it yes or no? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but um, my foot's halfway out the door. <laughs> uh, more cackling. <laughs> Quiv will bring you two heads tied together like nunchucks with intestines. Beautiful, Kerr. You show great promise. But first, steal the marker from the bar across the, the corner. Why first? It is important to our plan. We need the marker first and the head second. Now Kerr, run along. Kerr is confused because there's... They said marker and mark, so there's two marks in this situation. Lamarck okay. is the name of the traitor. And he's it's confused. like a French name. And then there's a marker. <laughs> a marker would be like the like the crest of a guild that hangs above their fireplace or upstairs or somewhere of great prominence. Wait, 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 is is curve confused or is Yeah, we need or... to know. Are you confused or is curve confused? <laughs> curve is confused. Curve's oh, okay. generally okay. like keep saying mark. Who's That's mark? Fine. <laughs> so I gotta get two marks. <laughs> two marks. Time walks out. Just, hey Mark. No, just... Is there a mark here? <laughs> Got it. That's great. Right. So he kind of shoes you away past the door. Um, you hesitate at first because you, you feel like you haven't learned a lot about what you're doing. But um, as you hesitate, you see dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens 
of these null hyenas dropping from the rafters, all uh, seemingly pushing you out the door. Oh, okay. So they're like coming up because they were. Basabas was gonna let them leave and yeah. just kind of stick around. No, yeah, they don't want you in there at all. They were pretty weary about you guys in the first place, and they're like, okay, they've accepted the mission. Get the fuck out. Yeah. So. Now you know your first mission, is, should you choose to accept it, is to steal the marker from the Thunderhead clan. Oh. Do not know much about them. You know they hate everyone that's not an orc. Uh, you also know the mission dictates as few deaths as possible, so this might be a sneak mission. What, do you remember his exact words? Did he say... The less deaths, the better. The more, the, the more riches you get. The more deaths, the more consequences on you guys from in, the Thieves Guild. In the bar. Yeah, from from just this one scenario, this first mission. Don't try to kill anybody or things will get worse for you, is what they're telling you. For us, if we kill them. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Okay. All right. Bad things will happen here. So as you get pushed out of the Thieves Guild, it is now completely nighttime. There is a full moon in the air and you hear many... Very distant away, but there's a lot of wolves in the area. Um, a great fire ignites around the center statue in, this, in the circle, which was previously stated to be a dragonborn of unknown origin. He does not look to be too strong, uh, looks to be more quick and agile, and maybe a little more intelligent than a normal dragonborn. Um, yeah. The festival is, or the, the night is bumping, black market trading is going on. Plenty of stores are about to close in a couple hours, so if you want to shop, this might be a good time. Which you all have 500 gold, I believe, right? I had 2,500. Okay, yeah, nope, that's right. 2,500 okay, gold, yeah. which is uh, half of that in credits. As we've explained before, credits are generally accepted everywhere, um, every world, every country. Gold is right now all you know credits, is. 50, yeah, I have 50,000 credits right down, but that might have been me misunderstanding. Oh, okay, here. yeah, so it's double the gold, so it's 50,000 credits or 25,000 gold. Okay. But gold is only used yeah, only in using. more uncivilized areas like this. Bogdar is very, you know, World of Warcraft orc driven. So. Shop, okay. shop owners are bustling, people are running around. As you exit the Thieves Guild, you notice the two hooded figures have not moved, have not changed positions, have not tried to go anywhere, and it has been quite some time. What, um, does it look like they're carrying any weapons? These two dudes? Yeah. You, you can, uh, perceive them. Yeah. Okay. If I can scope them out on the inside of the bar, or the other side Ooh, of the street. Okay, as you scope them, you see two long-range guns made of metal that are seemingly a attached to the backpacks on their back. Uh, you can't tell what they are. You know that there's a lot of energy radiating from them. Those are the wolves that we're hearing as well. Right, right. Um, <laughs> a lot of energy pulsating off the backpacks of these creatures. Okay. Um, but you can't quite tell if those are weapons to kill something. They could just be vacuums, for all you know. Backpack Swiffers. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, the tavern is now closed uh, right next to the Thieves Guild, the one that you guys had kind of made a mess in. And as you exit the Thieves Guild, you're hanging out in the front area. You kind of notice a lot of people leaving the bar and eyeballing you. Um, a couple of them start whispering. You don't even need to roll perception because you hear the word vampire about three times. Prejudice. <laughs> takes no notice. Rex, <laughs> um, do you follow me for a moment? Sure thing, partner. And then Basavas will walk just like directly across the street to those hooded guys. Mm. And not messing around with that at all. <laughs> I'm gonna go right up to him. Yeah. I'm gonna head over to the market. You want to go check out the store, see what's going yeah. on? Cool. Not a bad plan, not a bad plan. You guys are coming up some cool stuff. Not a bad plan. I like it, I like it. All right. So Rawhide Rex <clears throat> and our vampire, half-vampire, Mr. Basabas walk up to these two-headed figures. Um, as you do, you see that their lights on their eyes, mm -hmm. their eyes are just green lights, aren't on right now. As you walk, are they Jawas? They could be. <laughs> As you walk closer, you hear whirring of engines and gears and things booting up, and the eyes blink to life, 
The two hooded creatures immediately stare at you, but say nothing. Uh, do I recognize them at all? Like they look like mm, like where are, they're from or anything? No, you can't tell. Even Have I there's even a lot seen of cultures around like them? No, honestly, these things. Okay. So Basavas no one never really knows like a, a lot about them. Like a robot or an automaton or. Oh, you have. You've seen something okay. similar to it. Um, not, not quite okay. cyberpunk, maybe yeah. more on the steampunk Victorian era from where okay. you're from. Okay. But um, this kind of technology is, is a mystery to you. You have no idea what it is. All right. All right. But yeah, as they stare at you, um, they're kind of waiting for you to do something. You can tell one of them in the back is uh, like battle ready. Um, I just kind of stare at them for like a long, awkward moment, <laughs> like in their personal space. Okay. Um, they're still not moving, not okay. doing anything. That's kind of just assessing the threat. Yeah, that's enough. That's, a, that's enough. I don't um, think they want anything from you, but they're they look pretty like on edge. I'll, I'll pull out a bunch of money and I will like I will nod across the street and I will say, I will give you much money if you kill all the orcs in that building. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. Um, but I have a plan. You can tell that he immediately <laughs> understands you, uh, but what? The things he's saying you can't understand, it's a combination of grunts and dubstep. Those are translated? Nope, this is something no one's ever come in contact with. Even Balthazar, when he was here, he didn't know what these were, he didn't fuck with them. Which isn't to say you can't, but you know, no, there's no information on these guys other than what they are, like their names. Oh. <laughs> Um, as you scoff like Victor from Underworld, they both turn and slightly walk down the aisle, alley right here um, towards kind of the brigade of orcs guarding, uh, but not in the direction, just kind of down the yeah, same yeah. alley there. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll just turn to Rex. Worth a shot. <laughs> All right. And, and look around for my teammates. I'll continue to smoke my long brown cigarette. <laughs> Just in, you hear under my poncho, my the hammer of my gun click click goes back down. I would like to charm the two wonderful orcs outside the front door so that they will let me go in the bar. <laughs> okay. Um, What's your add on there for, for what you're doing? They have to get more than a 13 on their spell save. Charm spells. What, what is it? What's the say? Is it the dexterity? Wisdom. Wisdom, okay. So they have to get more than a 13, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. So the two orcs see Aisling kind of seductively strolling up to them, and they're a little confused because girls don't like them. Um, <laughs> these guys are kind of, you know, like the grunt biker Sons of Anarchy guys. They're does, clearly door work, guards. Guys, I seriously have like at least five more plans. <laughs> <laughs> she says into the translator as she's walking over, like, guys, I have five more plans if this doesn't work. <laughs> I because feel like remember, not. because you have these bracelets on, it's like the Buzz Lightyear bracelet. Mm -hmm. You can hear each other, you know where each other is, you learn information of the land. It's like a tracker yeah. and a radio. I, I totally. feel like I'm not talking to it, I'm saying, Crit too stupid to follow this plan. <laughs> Nubchuck head, that's all crib no. <laughs> <laughs> Become very like one directional here. <laughs> I love it. Alright, so we're rolling for the charm. It is not enough to charm the orc on the left. He looks at you and just kind of goes, ha ha ha. Plan number two. It is enough to charm the orc on the right. You see him kind of lean into his handlebars and like rest his head on one hand as he's staring at you, waiting for you to do something. I curl a finger on him under his chin and be like, oh, honey, you look like you could use a drink. Should I go inside and get you one? <laughs> he, uh, he looks up confused as if in a daze and uh, says, oh, we don't allow tieflings in this bar. Isn't he your bitch now? Yeah. He does, he does anything yeah. she says for 24 hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he's still telling you that you're, they just don't allow tieflings in the bar. He's not saying Yeah, he's not, not following you. He's right. just telling oh, you. Yeah. He's just surveying the, the intelligence he knows about the area. What if I ask him to go in with me? Um, he really wants to. Like, he's like, listen, I want to help you out, but I can't just bring you in. I'll help you in the bar, but no one can see you enter. You can follow me. 
So as as uh, he's signaling you to kind of follow him, he awkwardly strolls his motorcycle down right in front of the entrance, looks in to see what's going on. He sees all the orcs partying and raging and drinking. One of them even killed a small goblin and is just eating it in front of a fire. Um, I he, have a disguise kit. What okay. if I just uh, throw on a little orc makeup? Do you want to do that as you're following him? Yeah. Okay. So you throw on some orc makeup, you hide your horns, um, you kind of put some stuff in your mouth like rocks to make your teeth look bigger, you know what I mean? And you, uh, you, you put a hunch in your back and hide your tail and almost make the hunch with your tail. Um, you follow him back between this cart and the side of the bar and he goes, okay, listen, I can't be seen with you, I don't know you, you walk in, you say nothing. Is he at all off-put by the fact that suddenly I'm an orc now? <laughs> he knows exactly what you did because he watched you do it as he was, as you were following him. Like, he's still charmed by you, he still loves you, he still thinks you're hot, but he totally knows because you were following him that you must have put on a disguise. So he's kind of just like, all right, walk on in. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and go right out in the bar. Right. <laughs> um, and I, can I see? I gotta draw the bar here for a second. Um, I'm gonna keep talking about. Can I see the mark that they're talking about? That the Dave Guild is talking about? Is it obvious? Yes. Is it something like just literally above the mantle, and it's, I clearly know exactly so what it is. So as you walk in the bar, you see a fire pit. At the far end of the bar, above the fire pit, would be a crest. The crest looks like it's seemingly made of smoke. At the top of the crest, there's like a demonic face looking down, and there's a bunch of leaves sticking out from the bottom of this like shield that it's on. Um, beside it, there are some tables. There's a bar on this end here. Some orcs hanging out, some orcs hanging out, some orcs hanging out. I would say probably, it's, it's, it's fair to say that there's probably about 30 orcs in here. It's gonna get good guys. You see stairs leading upstairs, <laughs> but you don't know what's there. Um, right next to the bar here. All right. Boy. Go ahead and give someone else a turn. Sure. Because I'm going to get crazy. Sure. <laughs> uh, I'm going to see what they got for wares and like armor. You want to go into wise. Jendar's armory across the street? Yeah. All right. As you walk into Jendar's, you see a large lizard man. He welcomes you. Good evening, sir. My name is Jendar, and welcome to my armory. How may I assist you? Uh, I'm looking for weapons. For, uh, for all, I guess. A little bit. Weapons, so I need Speak weapons. up, Dragonborn. Are you ashamed? Uh, Kribney's weapons for numchuck heads. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds very primitive. What do you need precisely? Uh, Crib needs axes and magical weapons. Are we thinking the throwing variety or something with a little more gusto? I'm thinking gusto. So you would like a battle axe? Follow me to the back. As you follow him uh, back into the store, you see just rows and rows and rows of armor and different uh, odd-looking weapons you've never seen before as he brings you to a giant wooden trunk full of battle axes. There are three that you can choose from. Uh, one seems to be, like, smelly. You don't know why, it just smells disgusting. Um, the other one is a two-handed battle axe, just does the normal amount of damage. And the third one is a one-handed axe. I'm taking the smelly axe. You're taking the smelly axe? Curve like the smelly axe. Ah. Why does it smell so bad? The Blade of Carpathian, a very nice choice, Dragonborn. That's gonna cost you a pretty penty, though. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna... How much? Mmm... Usually I sell that one for about 5,000 gold, but since we seem to be of kin, I'll give you the friends and family. 4,500. Do we have a deal? Curve would like it lowered. <laughs> what do you have to trade, Dragonborn? Uh. I can't deal in uh. Uh. <laughs> Curve has... Fine clothing he wishes not to wear no more. Mm, I'll do nothing with those scraps. How about this? I'll take another 500 gold off if you owe me a favor. 
Curve already have one favor owed. This is gonna be hard for Curve to remember two favors. <laughs> <laughs> as as you say that, there's laughing coming from your wristband. Um, Jendar immediately looks down and doesn't know what's happening or why it's, your wristband just seems to think things are funny. Um, but he can tell there's probably other people on your team. Um, he looks back, looks out the window, and sees the three characters or the two characters here laughing: uh, Rawhide Rex. And uh, Basabas. Oh, oh no. Basabas never laughs. Basabas is just like, fuck that. It's not funny. <laughs> uh, he goes, all right. You're uh, trying my patience, so let's just do 42. 4,200. Deal. All right. You lose 4,200 gold, but you acquire this mysterious two-handed battle axe. Like I said, all you know about it is it smells like shit. Great. Other than that, it's just a normal battle axe. It does, um, I believe, 1d8 one-handed. If you're really deep. stinky, it smells people, like real poo -poo. people might not attack you yeah. too much. There you just go. Saying. So uh, you do one-handed <laughs> attacks, it's 1d8. You do two-handed attacks, it's 1d10. Um, but you don't know anything else about the axe itself. Um, it smells like assholes. He pushes you out the door, and you see one of the orcs has moved closer to Jendar's, uh, and a goblin and another orc seem to have their eye on you. Uh, with that, we'll go to Mr. Rawhide Rex, I'm gonna standing in the middle of the square. I'm going to mosey on over to the armory. On my way, I assume I'm going to run into this guy. Yeah, the orc scoffs at you. <laughs> I look at him, tip my hat a little, look over at the statue, there's a bird on top of it. Mm. I make sure he sees it. I pull my gun out. I'm gonna shoot the bird off the top. Of You're gonna shoot the bird? <laughs> That's a troublesome <laughs> shot, friend. You roll for it. Let me do it. Yeah. Oh god. Ooh. <laughs> I, rolled, I rolled a nine. <laughs> so you get in the general vicinity of the top of the statue, but you immediately shot it between the eyes, and you look over at the orc, and he seems to get a little more pissed off at you. I'm like, I meant to shoot him between the eyes. Now get the fuck out of my <laughs> Starts his engine up and slowly rolls to the other side of the statue, leaning over at the uh, uh, Sabas. That worked out good. Hey, they can't all be 20s. <laughs> you already spent your first 20 in the first. I meant to do that. And we are on Mr. Basabas. All right. Who's distracted by something in his pocket. <laughs> well, uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot in my pocket. Uh, I will, uh, yeah, I'll move around the square, uh, kind of on the far end of the square. Going over to Jendar's with yeah, everybody? I'll uh, okay. move over to, I, I don't necessarily need to walk in. Sure. Um... Surveying the land. Yeah, there's so there's two orcs. It, it looks like in front of Uncle's. Um, that's an orc, and to the left of him is a smaller goblin. Okay. Seems to be kind of um, the sidekick of the orc for some right, reason. Right, right. Um, and uh, did I catch that that uh, Aisling went in that side door there? You all saw her go okay. in. Uh, all you saw was her flirting with a biker. Got it. And then you saw her following him, putting on a disguise, and sneaking in. So it's you know she's in there. You just don't. You know saw her sh shoving rocks in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Four plans too. Yeah. So you, you don't know, know she's, yeah. why she's in there. I mean, you know why she's going for the murder, right, but right. you don't know what's actually happening. Um, you can hear her on your locator oh, that's right, wristbands that's right. and everything. Locators. But um, um, yeah. So she's not saying much. She's just trying to keep it low right now. All right. And blend in. Uh, I'll just kind of hang tight. No one's gonna help her? No one's uh, gonna try and do anything? <laughs> don't let me tell you, I'm just, don't want her to die! I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang tight outside of Jendar's. Uh, I'm gonna do the, like, AFK thing. Okay. Where I literally am just standing and staring. <laughs> just waiting to see what's gonna come yep. of this crazy bard plan. Okay. Yep. Um, and with that, we are back on Miss Aisling, who is in the middle of the tavern. Um, some orcs have seen her walk in. They're questioning her heritage, let's oh. say. She looks a little funky for an orc. Whatever, I'm charming as fuck. <laughs> 
pop up on a table, and I begin an enthralling performance. Ooh. Where everyone in the bar must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed by moi. Love it. Okay. So. I cannot play the ukulele. I'm gonna do it like this. Um, what do they have to get right for the throw? Thirteen. Thirteen. I'm going to treat it like there. Okay, there's thirty, so we'll do ten at a time. Each roll. I'm not gonna roll thirty times. Oh, but Mikey, why did this roll one? The crowd near. I'll just roll twice. Cut it in half. It's important. <laughs> uh, the, the crowd in front of her is completely enthralled. The first kind of half by the bar into some of the tables. You could tell over towards the marker that the other guys just aren't having it. Um, it's probably just a little out of range for them to hear from what's happening in, in the actual tavern. Um, the guys on your it's half- everyone can... within 60 feet of me, just by the way. Okay, so we'll just say they're all enthralled then, I guess. <laughs> we'll do that, one roll, all enthralled. Everyone has their eyes on you. No one's questioning your origins right now. They just wanna know, how the fuck does this female orc sing so well? It says they all idolize you and speak glowing Glowingly of you to anyone who speaks to it. Mm. So that's pretty much all <laughs> they're focused on. <laughs> they're all just like, I'd put it in her. Mm. All the orcs are just horny as shit right now, but all their eyes are on Aisling. Above my song, talking to all the wonderful front row seaters, I tell them how much I love that, that beautiful mark on the wall. And it would make me so, so happy if they would just give it to me. The orcs are dying to please you. Did you um, say they're dying to give it to her? Yeah, they're dying to give it to her hard. And I have a plus seven to my persuasion. <laughs> okay, so you want to persuade them to do that with yeah. them already? Yeah, it's just enough to where the orcs start fighting over each other to get to the mark. They're all completely like, it's like Poison Ivy from Batman, just like, yes, mistress, oh, notice me, senpai. Like, they're all just, uh, uh. Two of the orcs have already died because uh, mm. they're just beating the shit out of each other to get to it. We do. And yeah. you're starting to kind of <laughs> wonder, like, is anyone actually going to grab it? Or is anyone, or are you guys just going to kill each other? I would like to uh, reach up and take it off the wall. Okay. So as you sing down um, the bar, you move towards the fireplace marker. No one seems to notice because they're all still fighting. You're still strumming your your uke here, playing your "Love Me" song. <laughs> and yeah, everyone still loves you. Um, you kind of jump to the top of the fireplace and reach for the mark. And it's super heavy. Um, you can't quite get it off the wall. It's it's jiggling. It's almost like someone hung a picture that needs to be lifted really high, but it's so heavy you can barely get it. So are they distracted enough to where maybe some of my party members could sneak at this in point and help me out? At this point, you've got a, a little bit of time before they start noticing what's going on, or at least stop fighting each other and start looking at what you're doing. So, it, you guys could do something like that. I will, um... Can I, t can I tell that she's struggling? Or do I have any way to know? You hear that? it on the comms, but sure. you don't know what's I'll, happening. I'll ask for backup. Okay. <laughs> so she tells you guys, hey, I'm at the mark. Everyone's, you know, just distracted, but I can't seem to get it off the mantle. Okay, I'm gonna go over there and pick it off the mantle. You wanna run into the, the yeah. biker bar? Yeah, she said she needed help on just going now. Okay. Uh, when he starts to move, I will walk over to these two. At uncles? Outside? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as he walks up. Oh, God. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus. Party foul. Quick, get a towel. You have towels? Yeah. That was so close. Oh, edit All that right. out. We'll take a quick break <laughs> here. Walking up to the mantle, avoiding all eye, eye contact, um, you attempt to help her out. I'll have both you guys roll a strength check. 
Take it, you get a minus. 17. Okay. Oh, shit. Six. Six plus three. All right, so a nine and 17. It's just enough to break it free, but as it breaks free, you, know, you notice that Kriv is kind of held with the blunt of the force, uh, of the weight of the object, as he falls off the mantle onto his back with the marker on him. I would like to uh, cast invisibility on her so you All can right. sneak out with the mantle. And what does that say for the card? A creature you touch becomes invisible until the spell ends. Anything the target is wearing or carrying is invisible as long as it's on the target's person. Cool. So Kriff goes invisible, seemingly disappearing in the crowd. He's just going to walk out and start heading towards the these Cool, cool. Starting to walk out the door. Whispering to myself, this is surprisingly easy. <laughs> As he whispers that, walking directly outside of the door, he uh, passes by maybe five or ten different orcs on choppers. One in a jeep with a railgun on it, and they hear somebody whispering, but they can't quite tell where it's coming from. Um... They're suspicious, to say the least. They were not quite affected as much by the song and dance of Aisling, since they were outside, couldn't quite hear it. They're in a pleasant mood, but now they're starting to get a sneaking suspicion that something's going on. Uh, Rex or Babasis? I'm going to go into the uh, this place. Going into the armory? Yep. Yeah. Um... So as he runs in there, um, I am just gonna like go up and kind of with my uh, intimidation um, distract these two. The orc and the goblin the, the orc and uncles. And the goblin, so they don't okay. see him go in the side door. Um, uh, go in the gen gen mm-hmm. door. So you want to like? No, no, no. So they don't see Crib go in. Oh, Crib's already on his way out of the. He's got the mantle or the yeah. marker in hand. He's invisible. No one can see him or the marker, and he's just kind of walking to the thieves' guild right now. So, so right, but didn't he get turn invisible inside there? Oh, she turned him invisible. So yeah. now there's no need to distract. But I mean, when he went in, when he went in, they were already so busy, and he was so bulky that they just assumed he was an orc. No one really looked at him. Oh, they these were, two did. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, well, they let him in. They didn't uh, care. They're kind of busy at uncles, right? right? Um, everyone else didn't didn't even notice. Got it. So. Okay. I thought they were just kind of hanging out fine. there watching everything. Oh, and no, by no. the way, you're oh. stuck invisible until you attack or cast a spell. Yeah. Okay. So and, yeah, no one knows where you're at like for a black market too. Got it. Got it. Okay. 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 Uh, is there like an audible thing to your invisibility deal? Hmm. Is there a way that I would have known you did it inside there where I could not see? Not unless I told you over okay. the little intercom. All right, that's fine. Which she can't Which right I now. Can. She can on her next turn. Yeah, that's fine. Right now, yeah. you don't know. Right, right. Okay. All you so, know is he went in there. You don't know where he's at anymore. She's there, yep. and everyone seems to be chill for some odd reason. The bikers outside seem to now not be as yep. chill. I'll be doing suspecting. a sexy dance. Yeah. Just kind of bathing in the glory of all the orcs <laughs> you now won over. Okay. Cool. Then if those guys uh, are sufficiently distracted. Then I'll go over here and I'll just kind of like lean in the door and like into Jendars. tap my spear on the ground to get Rex's attention. And I'm gonna be like, something outside the bar. Yeah, but I'm, I came in here for a reason. <laughs> just give me two seconds. I'll find you. And I'll just like, <laughs> I'll just wa- walk uh, away and and in shame kind of towards the towards the bikers a little. Well, bit. I mean like. Keep your scope of the land, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Vasavis got the answer. Okay. Got He's an like, answer. Fine. I get so it. Like, just waits outside. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And I'll skulking. I'll kind of like walk towards <laughs> the uh, uh, the bikers. As you not walk- like not like beelining it. <laughs> right. Just casual. Yeah. <laughs> not speed walking. Like casual. Okay. As you casually stroll over to the bikers, mm-hmm. uh, they they don't really take that much notice of you. They're mo- just curious as okay. to what they were hearing earlier. But you notice. Um, as you walk over, you feel weaker and weaker, and you actually kind of start to stumble a little bit, like your right knee gives out, mm-hmm. and you fall to the ground. Uh, as you're grasping your heart, you start feeling an overwhelming sense of bloodlust and rage. Wow. 
almost seemingly uncontrollable, uh, and now the orcs are starting to notice. Uh, so, like, something's going on with that one. Ooh. Uh, I will look around for dark alleys. Okay. <laughs> you want to roll a perception check? Yeah. Okay. What's your bonus here? It's a plus two for that. Okay. So you notice that uh, there's not as many people on the other side of Jendar's in mm -hmm. between uh, the tavern and Jendar's here. Um, there seems to be no alleys, but there's a lone dwarf of mysterious origin that seems to be loaning here in the corner. That's what you notice. And with that, we'll go into mm -hmm. Rawhide Rex in Jendar's armory. Okay. As, so, you, as you walk well, in the armory, you're approached by quite a flamboyant lizard man who says, Good evening! Another adventurer, I see. That I know you can help me. What do you need, strange one? So I'll pull my gun out. Whoa! Do some, gun <laughs> do some spins. <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Yeah, now I'll stop and uh, uh, click a, or open the cylinder and click mm -hmm. a bullet out. Okay. I know you know what these are. And I know that you know where I can find them. Mmm. I've got money. Okay, are you looking for anything special, perhaps? Or just the same old thing? Special. I just want them to fit in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> this guy complicates everything, by the way, if you haven't noticed that. By special generally. would be cool, but I'll special. take what you got. Okay, follow me to the back room, soldier. As he, uh kind of swings his hips, his tail almost hits you a couple times, and you're like, God, fuck this guy. Like, already too much. He moves you towards the back, and you walk down a creepy, dark hallway into a open room filled with various cases and chests and cell phones. Sorry. And <laughs> it's okay. Communicator. And uh, other, other devices you've never seen before and reaches in for a barrel. In the barrel, he pulls out a handful of bullets that seem to fit the size and caliber of your gun. Uh, he hands you some of them for you to inspect. Are these what you're referring to? Are these the special ones, or are these the just regular ones? Why don't you give it a fire and see what they do as he points down a gun range that you didn't even notice was in this room? <laughs> That's Andy. <laughs> He hands you three bullets. How oddly convenient. <laughs> okay, I'll load them and shoot. All right, you shoot the three bullets and nothing seems to happen. You don't even see them go anywhere. Hmm. Is there a bullet hole or anything? What? No holes, no nothing. What was this magic lizard man? <laughs> Just give it a minute, mortal. As he <laughs> says that, <laughs> the bullets you didn't see now come from three different directions at the target you were firing at. See now? So you're saying one bullet equals three? Yes. <laughs> How Essentially. Much? How much? Each bullet is a thousand gold. But if you do a mission for me, I could knock off a couple hundred. What's the mission? The mission, my friend, is to assassinate Slippery Wilhelm, the owner of the casino Caddy Corner from me and Fighting Arena. I'm down. All right. A couple things to know. He is a sorcerer. Want me to assassinate someone? You're only gonna knock up 200 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> Jenmar is uh, not the most fair guy. You seem to get a sleazy vibe off of him. He's like, he's a sorcerer that dabbles in necromancy. And be careful. How many would you like to purchase? I would like... God, 100 rounds would be... $2,000, wasn't it? $1,000 a bullet, yeah. Or 1,000 well, gold a bullet. I thought it was 800 off. Oh, so 800 a bullet. So 100 would be 8,000? 8,000 for 100 of those bullets. 8,000 gold. All right, let me think about that. So I have a Dungeoneer's pack, so I can put extra bullets As in Rawhead Rex is doing the math in his head and kind of just like talking to mm -hmm. himself, Jendar gets extremely bored. Counting and just starts fingers. and Deal. just starts like looking through Deal. things. Deal. Excellent. I'll meet you at the counter. He walks you back to the counter and gives you a big old, just fortified bucket of bullets. Um, he, he glances in and says, "You know, we do have bullet holders and bags for sale." 
Let me look at my belt. It looks like my belt holds. About 24 rounds. That's what we agreed to when we started. You get you're like right. you're about totally 24 right. bullets. So you got 100 bullets. None of them are going to fit in your rounds unless you want to switch them out, but you still need something to carry that with. I was going to put them in my Dungeoneer's bag that I had. Which my backpack. Yeah, you works. Want. So now you got a whole bunch of bullets just jangling around in your Dungeoneer's bag. Um, he wishes you a great day and escorts you out the building. As he does, you notice that he just locks the doors behind you. Clearly doesn't want to do business anymore. Something's awry. And that's it, folks, for the first edition of Geekly Quest. The reality rogues have settled in Bogdar, taking several quests from the Sneaky Thieves Guild. They've acquired the crest of the Thunderhill clan, but will Aisling return safely? How long will Kriv be invisible? Did Rex make the right choice buying those bullets and killing that bartender? Will Basabis ever feed? And will they ever complete their quest for the Thieves' Guild? What about that loot from Balthazar's message? So many questions left to be unanswered. <laughs> I'm Cypher, folks, and I will see you on the next edition of Geekly Quest. <laughs>